So I have to admit that as we start our sermon, this is unfortunately supposed to be eggnog. See, now, I went out to several stores today, and I must have figured out that people were so desperate with the storm that they couldn't find regular milk that they must have bought in all of the eggnog, because I don't know why you would drink that stuff otherwise. But I went ahead and I found a good substitute, at least for our sermon today, a little bit of our illustration as we begin in the midst of things that as we go ahead and put our milk here is that, now is this glass half? Okay, you guys were just about as uncertain as the first service. Like, full. This is church. I should probably be positive. Try a little bit. So I don't know, I'm spending some time with family, so maybe it's not so full. It's a little empty right now. No, I'm just kidding around. I'm just kidding. But now here's that question. Is that, is that glass half full, half empty? I don't know, maybe I did a poor job of, of, of pouring, and that's where you're just kind of saying, I don't know. See, many times when we hear this question, we hear this question as a question of a matter of optimism or pessimism. Are you an optimistic person or a pessimistic person? Is the glass half... Okay, you guys are getting it. Half full, or is it half empty? Is that we have that understanding? Is that just a matter of kind of your personal perspective? That are you grumpy like me after all of these Christmas services? No, I'm just joking. Is that, or are you one of those positive people? That's usually how we hear it. How do you have your personal perspective? But I love how Tim Mackey used this as that's from the Bible Project. He used this illustration a number of years ago to talk about that whole idea that how we normally see this is just wrong. (laughs) See, there's a Harvard professor that argues that this isn't a matter of just how you see things. The fact is, is that how optimistic or pessimistic you are is based upon evidence. Now, do you think that's true? Based upon evidence. Well, specifically, it's based upon your logical understanding of the evidence out there in this world in, or in life. That should I see, when I see all of those things going, around, around, going on around me, do I think that things are getting just better and better for me? Or do I look out in the midst of the different pains, problems, issues, things that are there, and do I logically think that things are not going to go so well? See, it's that understanding that how are we looking at this world? It's not just a matter of how you are made. It's a matter of how you are looking around. Is it do you see in the midst of your world that, man, life is just getting better and better with every year. When you look out there in this world, is it, do you see just everything just going better? Or do you see those struggles, those problems, those issues, those things that are there? See, we're not just talking a matter of how you see things, but how do we, stepping into the very things that are there, when the evidence doesn't look good, When that bad diagnosis comes, when that heartache and that loss comes to you, when you look out and you see things are not right, do you say, 
man, I see things just great. You know, many times that we can, even the most optimistic people, be those that are dragged down a little bit. But where do we find hope in the midst of those dark times? Where do we find peace in the midst of those things when we sometimes look at the evidence and we say, is that how are things going to turn out for me or for us or for my future? See, God invites us today in the midst of the things that at this time and season, that is so often that most wonderful time of the year, right? Is that, I don't know about you, is that I get the next week to spend with family. That well, I'll, I'll let you judge which one is that half full or half empty. Is that how do we see that thing, that positivity, that negativity? How do we see this most happy time of the year? Now, yesterday, I don't know what you kind of did in the last couple of days. Is that myself? I kind of found myself tucked away in my house, watching the world from outside my window mostly watching things in my neighbor's yard just slowly crack and break and simply be destroyed. That cold that just creeped in and simply made everything so brittle and that wind that tore. Now, he's got a lot of junk back there, so don't, don't worry. <laughs> that kid's pool, I don't think it's going to hold water next summer. <laughs> Is it that awning? I just don't necessarily see that keeping much shade off this coming summer. But don't we all know of when that cold that comes creeping into our life, that coldness of sin that makes things brittle, that makes that joy something that simply seems hard and harsh and difficult for us. That isn't that what we come to experience when we come to think about what is it that sin really does in our lives. That sin makes things begin to crumble and fall apart, relationships and hope and joy and peace and promise and all of those things that are there. That we come today to stop and we come to think about what it is that this message has for us in a world that continues to show that it does continue to deteriorate and break down when things fall apart, when relationships and things that we think are so important and will last forever sometimes don't. How do we begin to work through all of those things? See, we've all heard that very message again and again of this Christ child born for us. But what do we come here to celebrate What is it that you're celebrating at this time of the year? A couple of days off of school or work or just that time away? Maybe you're celebrating that you're going to get that present that you've been waiting for. Maybe you bought yourself that present that you've been waiting for. So what is it that you're celebrating? Or if we look at this very account of Jesus... And Mary and Joseph and this beautiful imagery of this young, this young mother and young father now bringing this young baby into our image of this idyllic, just peaceful, picturesque place. Do we simply look at it as one? But how do we apply it to our life? 
said, maybe that shepherd job, that sounds great. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> maybe we should have our children outdoors more often. That would make us happier, right? When you think about Mary, do you think that this was how she dreamed that she was going to have her first child? Yeah, I would like to have it outside, you know, and lay him in an animal's food dish, surrounded by people that I don't know. That's exactly as I planned it, right? <laughs> no. So what do we see? We see expectations. We see reality does not always work out. But what does this very celebration give us? What is this message that is there for us? It's meant to help us see this world in a different light. Not simply one of half empty or half full, but one that is filled with hope. No matter what the evidence of our hardships or heartaches, no matter what our current situation or how we might feel, is it what does this message bring to us? Not a parable, not just simply words of hope or other things that are there, but it brings a matter of the proclamation of that truth of what God has now done for us, that he has given up his greatest treasure for you and for me, that God has emptied the very glories of heaven, of his only son, to be sent down among us, that to us a child is born, to us a son is given, that he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, I know you probably think that you are just your, your parents' golden child, just that one that you, they held you and they thought, oh, we couldn't get any better, right? Now, for me, I know that that's not me. That's my oldest sister. That just happens. But the fact is, that when we think about what is spoken of this child, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, that there is none of us that can have such titles, have such things proclaimed to us. But on that night, to what the world would see as simply another normal birth in a normal place in an ordinary village to that ordinary life. That there was something that was extraordinary about that child. One that changes our perspective. That changes our lives. That he has come down for us. Willing to give anything and everything to make us his own. But will that message change us this year? Or will we once again simply return to the way that we've always seen things? What is it that God has done? God has done what we could not. That there is not one thing that we could add to this Christmas story, not one thing that is there that makes this story more than what it is. A message of God who has given us a Savior. One who will save us from our sins and go to the very places where we ourselves could never go. That He went to the cross for you and for me. That He ascended into heaven to make that path for us ahead. 
that today he comes to us and gives us that promise. But in a world that continues to be broken down by sin, a world that continues to make us feel at times like things are half empty, that he comes to fill you with his words of truth, with his words of grace, with his very promise of a love that fills us to overflowing. Then may that very joy of Christ and what he has done for you change your perspective this Christmas. And may he give you this day and every day that peace of God that surpasses all understanding, that guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. That if you would please join me in a word of prayer. That Heavenly Father, we thank you for your gifts. We thank you for your Son. We thank you for all that you have done for us. That help us to see the very gift of what is given in that very manger. That that child that is laid before us is that we give thanks that he has given to us that promise. That because he has defeated sin and death and because he has, will come again for us, that give us that hope, that peace, that promise of all that there is to come, that we may see you at work, not just in our good times, but even in those broken and those brittle places where you will heal and mend. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.